0: Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're going to take our text as we have been for this entire series from 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23. And I want to explain something. When I do this, when I emphasize one scripture and do it over and over and over again, I realize I'm probably not going to be able to embed in your mind all of the different scriptures that we're going to use in this series. But if I just get one, now think about that. If I did 12 of these series a year and I got one key scripture implanted in your mind and heart, then that would be quite an accomplishment. Uh, That—that's a, a, You know, I think sometimes we, we focus on gaining huge amounts of ground and territory when we ought to be focusing on, let's just get this, let's get this down. And so let's read this because it's such a critical verse to what it is that we do. It says, "...now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." Now, a lot of people don't think about this, but when we do see the Lord, everything about you will be brought into total harmony. You will receive a resurrection body... That is in agreement with your recreated spirit. Your soul will be completely restored, renewed, and energized with the life of God. But your spirit already has that. There's nothing more that needs to be done to your spirit. It it has been completely reworked, rebuilt, redone, recreated by God. So the work of Christ in His passion on the cross... And in the garden tomb, rising from the dead, and then later in the book of Acts, chapter 1, when he ascended back up into heaven. That work that he did is what turns us into new creatures. I don't know if you've ever thought about this or not, but the reason that there was no reconnection to God when Adam sinned is there was no high priest, there was no mediator. Uh, that was all broken. The reason that when we sin, we do not lose connection with God is because we have an advocate with the Father, a high priest seated at God's right hand in the heavens who is holding us together. And it's not that he's covering our sins or saying it's of of no uh, importance. He is reminding the Father and reminding the courts of justice that we have been forgiven by his blood. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We're not just new creations in what we are in our beings. We are in a totally new system. We have a system now that works for us. It's not just us. It's the system that we're a part of. We are a new creation. And there cannot be a creation without a creator. At the moment we express faith in Christ, God recreates by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word. He recreates our spirits That's your innermost being. It's deeper than your soul. We'll talk about that later. It's deeper than your soul. He recreates it. And the purpose of this is to break the power of sin in your deepest being, in my deepest being. Read Ephesians 2.10 with me. Uh, I'm reading 26 translations, so it might not be exactly the same as what you're reading. For we are God's own handiwork. Well, if God does something, if God was a craftsman, there wouldn't be a single flaw in anything that he carved or painted or, or, or designed. Um, we are God's own handiwork created by our union with Christ Jesus for the good actions in doing which God had prearranged that we should spend our lives. God had been longing for this for 4,000 years from the time of the fall of Adam to the time of Christ and the work that he did in his passion. God had been waiting to do this thing called the new birth. It didn't exist in Israel. It didn't exist under the... I know there's some people who teach it did, but it didn't exist under the old covenant. It wasn't possible because Christ had not yet shed his blood. He had not yet risen from the dead. But here's the key thing. He had not yet ascended to the Father to be our high priest. And that's why this new birth experience couldn't be made active in the old covenant, even though all of the sacrifices pointed to the Christ who was coming, Uh, Jesus was not yet seated at the Father's right hand as a man. Now remember that always. Christ was at the right hand of God before, but he wasn't there as a man. After the cross, after the resurrection, after he ascended to high, he was a man seated at God's right hand. There is a man seated on that throne. I didn't say he was only man. He's all God. He's all man. He's both. But he is a human being and that's what gives power to this new covenant. There is a high priest who has been in our uh, place. He understands us. This new nature then completely fills our innermost beings. We may not be aware of that. We will spend all of our lives understanding this. In fact, I'm sure in the next life we will study and learn and grow in our understanding of what it means to be born again. But I want to say this. There is no dual nature. In your deepest being. Well, Pastor Willie, I still feel like sinning from time to time. I get that. We all do. But it's not coming from your recreated human spirit. Your recreated human spirit does not want to participate in that. Sin no longer rules in your recreated human spirit. Let me read Romans 6.11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive to God. The word reckon means to think about it means to take into an account. In other words, you take all of the information and you make a decision based on the information that you're given. That's what a reckoning is. It, it's an accounting word. It's used in accounting. You reckon things. Uh, and, and so uh, when you go through your bank statement, you reconcile it. Those words are kin. So we have here uh, people who are taking a look at something and they're learning to think new thoughts based upon uh, what they are hearing from God. So listen to what Goodspeed says in Romans six eleven. So you must think of yourselves as dead to sin, but alive to God. My new spirit is dead to sin, but it's alive to God. Here's what the Phillips translation says. In the same way, look upon yourselves as dead to the appeal and the power of sin, but alive and sensitive to the call of God. We have to learn to think about ourselves in view of what God has done before we were in union with Christ. Uh, not in view of what was done before we were in union with Christ. Too too many people think about themselves the way they thought before. They feel guilty all the time. They live in a steady state of condemnation. They do not know how to live with the approval of the Father. And and so i got to tell you something. When you're living in condemnation, you're not confident. It robs you of your great confidence. That's the one thing you see about Jesus. He had no condemnation. He was not the least bit condemned at all in his understanding of God. We are growing in that. None of us has fully gotten to that state yet where we really are fully, 100% confident all the time of who we are in Christ. But we're getting there. We're growing there. But you have to learn that it's there. It's something that is true whether we are living it or not. It is something that God did whether we believe it all or not. And just because someone teaches otherwise doesn't nullify that. It is something that God says that He did. So where are you going to get this new thought? These new thoughts that you are told to reckon with. Where are you going to get them? You're not going to get them on your own. I want to read to you from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 8. God says, "...my thoughts, my thoughts are not your thoughts." Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Bible doesn't say that God thinks opposite of us. People blame all kinds of things on God. They blame things on God that we as humans wouldn't even do. They assign cruelties to God, things that, well, God killed my baby in a car wreck teach me a lesson. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. If if we wouldn't do that, how could we ascribe that to God? God says, my thoughts are above your thoughts. Let me explain that. That means here are our thoughts, but his thoughts are all that, but they're even higher. They're even more. He didn't say my thoughts are opposite end of the spectrum of your thoughts. He said, my thoughts are everything your thoughts could be, and they're even better than that. That's what God is saying. Oh, I'm telling you, we've been robbed because we hadn't been taught right. My thoughts are not your thoughts, Isaiah says, even though You have become a new person in Christ Jesus. Now you've got a new process. And I'm going to get into this more next week, but right now I want to hint at it. You must learn to think like God thinks. Now, God will empower you to think like this. So let's go back and we'll look at his program here. I'm going to go back to Isaiah 55, but I'm going to back up to a couple of verses before. Verse 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. So, that's pretty nebulous, really, when you think about it. It's, it, it, it. it's opaque. What does it mean to seek the Lord? Am I walking around looking for God? Am I just praying a lot? Am I telling God all the time I love Him? What does it mean that I seek the Lord? Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. In other words, this is how you seek the Lord. You seek the Lord by learning how to think like God thinks. Listen to me. If being like Christ was just a matter of receiving a miracle new birth, all you would have to have is that born-again experience and that's it. But what God did is He gave you an amazing book that is full of His thinking. It shows you his thinking back when people didn't know much about him, when they were under the law. It shows you his thinking when Christ came and ministered in the gospels and he had to turn people to a new way. It shows you his thinking when the first believers began to follow Jesus and do the works that he did. It shows you his thinking in a deeper way in the epistles, particularly the epistles of the apostle Paul, where he explains amazing things about the way God thinks about us. And so you will never learn God's thoughts if you don't learn to reprogram your mind. All right. Now listen to what God's thoughts do. Isaiah 55, 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Listen to this so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing uh, in the thing for which I sent it. God said, my word is what's going to change things, and it's going to be just like the rain. Now, you and I are the ones that bear fruit. The earth bears fruit, but the earth can't bear fruit without water. And you and I cannot bear fruit without the water of the word. So if I am going to bear fruit as a believer, I've got to not only recognize that God put something new in me, I've got to begin to believe that. I'm not going to find that out in the world. The world isn't going to teach me any of that. The world isn't going to tell me that I'm a new creature. The world is going to say that I'm the same old guy. Listen, when I first became a follower of Christ, I told one of my friends, a very influential friend, I told him that I had gone to church, that I had received Christ. He said, I'll give you three weeks He said, you won't last three weeks, and he bet me some money on it. I should have taken him up. I could have made some money. Here I am, over 50 years later, still walking with Christ. Why? Because I'm not the same person. I became a totally new person person. People who know knew me before and know me now, they see the difference. They know what kind of a jerk I was. And I didn't immediately come out of it. It took me a while to grow and to learn about my new nature. And can I tell you, I am still expressing that new nature, still learning to walk in that, still having to remind myself daily of the fact that I was born again. And I have to let that word permeate my thoughts if I don't let it permeate my thoughts, then I begin to fall back a little bit in my old ways of thinking. But that doesn't mean my heart goes back. My heart wants to serve God. My spirit wants to follow God. My spirit has been imbued with God's life. He put his nature in me. Otherwise, I couldn't begin to think of overcoming the mind, and the flesh that we all battle, and the world, and the temptations, and the devil. We have a new nature. Well, that's all the time I've got for today, but I want to tell you something. Be sure to hit that like button. That'll help me out greatly on this YouTube channel, and tell somebody about our podcast. Be sure to do that. And also, if you have yet to subscribe to my daily email, go to myfaithroots.com and click right there on the sign up for the daily email. It'll come to you every single day. And it's the same stuff that I'm giving you here only in print, and it'll help you to remember it. Thank you so much. We'll pick up here tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. Take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.